Hey, hey, everybody. It's time to ring out the old and ring in the new. Hello, everybody. It's 2023. Andy, another year has passed by. Another year has begun. Uh, it's good to see you again. This is uh, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. As you all know, we continue to be a Paul McCartney talk show. About the, the one and only. Only. The, weekly. The only weekly. There you go. Very important. And I'm Tom Hanyadi. You may know me from my other show, Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. And I am joined by my partner in crime, a backers traveler. He is Andy Nichols. Andy, my friend, happy new year. Happy everything. You know, three, you know. <laughs> happy everything, my friend. And happy everything. Very, I'm good. Very blessed and fortunate to be here with you as we open up another year. Uh, season, if you want to call it. I know that when you and David did it, you called it seasons. We just kind of we hit the it ground running. It. What was that? I'm just teasing. Oh. If he's listening, he'll know. It, you know I, I get it was his yeah. thing or whatever, but we kind of hit the ground running in, in 2019, yeah. and we haven't stopped since, um, you know, three three years later now. <laughs> so uh, now I'm doing well and um, uh, happy to be back and really excited for uh, another great year of shows, and we've already kicked around ideas to kick us through March with new shows. And, uh, you know, finally this week, for our, our first original show of the year, we're going to review the, the Legacy book, but Tom's got some housekeeping stuff that he'd like to kind of get to, and some news updates uh, yeah. the, Maca, the Maca camp, and a little bit of a, a two-legs PSA for, for yes. you people, you find people out there. But um, go ahead, Tom. But anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, what, for the, the, the latest sticking out of my back pocket on PaulMcCartney.com, you know, he did talk about he is recording now. Yeah. He did not say new album just yet. He just said he's recording. As we know from the last uh, few albums, he's been recording, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And it's been taking two. Sometimes it'll take two. Sometimes it'll take three years for the album to finally come out. However, he is recording. So that's a great thing, right? I mean, this is what we want from our favorite musician. We want new music from him anytime we can get it you know so uh he's working with producer andrew watt who is uh you know was not familiar you know, with that was not familiar with that name when you, when you and david texted it to me yeah so it's funny because you know we kid him about working with the the it producer okay you know of the time right you know but listen to this so he 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 won the grammy for producer of the year in 2021 okay so oh. there's that right there uh, you know, he's he's been working. He's produced Ozzy Osbourne's last two albums. He's worked with Pearl Jam, Miley Cyrus, Post Malone, Lana Del Rey, Elton John, and 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 more and more people. So uh, this guy is, uh, you know, he, he sounds like. Well, you know what, um, you know what, Maca. He always wants to be in. He wants to be current with the trends and what's going. Right. And you know, going back to everything, going back to Driving Rain. Really, I would. Wouldn't you agree that Driving Rain's really where he kind of went with the top niche kind of current producers when you think about it you know i i have to look at i have to look at khan's discography up to that point i mean was he the the hot producer at the time um i think he was i know. think he was current then i mean because yeah, it's was, up to that point true. everything was either self-produced or george did it right or, or paul did it himself or well, mendelson did off the ground you know yeah, but you could even say Jeff Lynn was a, the the hot producer at that time. I mean, look, I mean, what he was doing with the start of you know with Cloud Nine all the way up to to Flame the anthology and the anthology. Yeah, but yeah. Jeff was only a coach. Jeff only produced a couple of tracks. He didn't produce the whole album. Right? 
no, but he still produced, you know, quite a few tracks on that album. So, I mean, he was the, you know, you could argue that he was a hot producer at that then, time. Yeah, and Tom the, Petty, Full Moon Fever, all oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah, the, exactly, exactly. And then, uh, you know, what uh, Chris Thomas, you know, working with him on... Um, on uh, I want to get Chris right? Thomas on two legs. Anybody out there, please. We want to get Chris <laughs> on two legs. And I have, a, I have another ad, added reason why. As a Procol right. nut, yes, <laughs> we need Chris Thomas, and I'll just yes, talk to him about yes. Procol, not even about Paul. Right, right. But anyways, I mean, he, yeah. he's worked with uh, you know quite a few, um, especially with you know with New and Egypt Station, uh, those albums as well. So, and you know what? At one point, he was a hot producer. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, look at the albums that he was producing. Uh, you know, number one albums uh, himself. He he's he's a great producer. I don't think he should take himself lightly as a producer. So. No. But anyways, so yeah, so that's what's going on right now in the news. So again, recording, not necessarily a new album yet. So let us know your thoughts about that in the comment section. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, a little housekeeping. That, yeah. uh, we don't really do a lot. Listen, you know, uh, we'll talk about this from time to time. But, you know, I you know, listen to all these other shows and they really hammer this down. And look, I mean, if you can... You know, please, you know, help us out. We we want to get to 2,000 subscribers this year. Um, we're at, uh, you know, we're just over 1,300. So we really want to, um, you know, get to that 2K. We'll probably have some kind of special uh, special contest once we hit that 2K uh, subscriber. Uh, subscriber. Uh, so please uh, help us out if you like it. Hit that bell. Uh, let us know in the comment section, you know, your thoughts on the show. You know, we love to hear comments. Email us at two legs, two legs uh, at uh, gmail, two legs podcast at gmail.com. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to keep harping on this until we get 2K. <laughs> you know, uh, just help us out. You know, we. And we, all we really we want is the subscribers. We're not, we're not hitting people up for money or any of that stuff. We oh, just yeah. Subs- we haven't even, yeah, exactly. We haven't even, we're not even doing know. any of that crap, which we don't, I'm not, I'm not really big into. And although podcasters are. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we might do something eventually. I mean, let's look, I mean, if we can make a couple bucks here and there, I mean, there's, there's a way that we can get people to join some kind of uh, members uh, thing. If they want to, you know, you know, Maybe. throw us a buck 99 a month or something like that, you know, we, we'll work something out like that too. But the thing is, is like when you, when you go through things like that, um, you know, you got to give people, you know, a sentence, you know, whether or not we give them the the show a day early, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or or we set up uh, uh, you know FaceTime chat and stuff like that. Sometimes stuff like that. Not everybody has time, you know, to no. do stuff like that. You know, um, so we barely I, have enough yeah. time to do this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would it be nice to get a couple bucks a month from people? Yes, it would. But then. You know what we have to do in order to get that. You know to give people incentives to to you know. I mean sometimes it's not worth it, but you know we love you anyways. We we love all the input that you guys give us. Uh, so thank thousand you. percent. Keep, keep those, yeah. So keep them coming. Now that being said, I do want to say here we um, go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. And this, this folks, is, this is coming from a place of respect, but he means what he says here. Exactly. And- Look, it's it's he's got to say it. He's got to say it. So go ahead. Listen, there's times where we will say, talk our feelings about a particular album, okay? And sometimes you might not agree with our thoughts on that particular album. 
okay? I'm not the biggest fan of off the ground, right? I've talked about this hundreds of times. But just because I'm not doesn't mean I'm going to shit on it nonstop. And why? Because I know that off the ground has a fan base, right? So I'm not going to, you know, sit here and, 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 and talk shit about an album that I'm not the biggest fan of while other people, you know, like it. You with, uh, with Pipes of Peace, right? We just did that, uh, dropped that interview. And I want to thank everybody out there that chimed in with uh, the name uh, Simon Bates who, who conducted that interview. Thank, thank you very you. much, everybody. Thank you. you all, we heard was, all, all we heard was Cy and as two Yanks, we didn't really know. We we're, we're not pretty. Right. We're not aware or hip on who the interviewers from the BBC in the 80s were. But right. you all did, and multiple people said Simon Bates, so thank you. Continue. All, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is if, if we hate or like an album that you disagree on, just in the comments, just tell us why you love it or why you hate it, and that's it. That's all we. That's all we're doing here. I mean, okay. A, I mean, a couple of those people were just like ridiculous with their, with, with you know, <laughs> and they wouldn't stop. And you know, again, and as I said, as I replied to one of those people, according to you, that's yeah. your opinion, and, and I'm stating my opinion on the album. And if you don't like it, say I, I disagree. You know, you got to right. act like a clown. Come on, that's just is not going to happen. You can be positive while being negative. Of course. And, and, that's, and that's how we and people to, And we've gotten comments like that, like saying, Andy, right. Tom, you know, I don't really agree with you, but love the show, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when, when, you, get, when you get like that and you start, like, spewing, right. you know, hateful comments and really rude you're and disrespectful comments, you're gone. You're gone, and that's it. And your comment will not be there, and it's going to be adios. So, listen, if you're going to be like that, the comment's not going to stay. Let me just right. reiterate, can, these, these are people are few and far between, 99.9% right. of all, all of our comments have been awesome, so thank you for those, but yes. small percentage. Yeah, exactly. And you can disagree with us all day long, and, and we, we, we want that. I mean, if you tell it, but tell us in a respectful manner. That's all we want. I, listen, I know. know holding an opinion about Pipes of Peace is widely unpopular amongst most people. I'm not most people, and I'm okay with that. Okay, it's why I do a weekly pop Paul McCartney podcast with my co-host in Phoenix. Okay, we're <laughs> we're not we're the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Okay, it. so yeah, yeah, and that's all I just wanted to to get off my chest. There, you can still be positive while being negative. Okay. Thank you for so, thank you for that public service announcement, Thomas yeah. and Yachty. No, no, now talking about being positive. Now, here we go. <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, the McCartney legacy. And uh, which came out uh, in December. Um, I'm I'm happy to see that our our friends uh, over in the UK are, are yeah finally starting to, they're uh, starting to get it now finally yeah after a lengthy uh, lengthy delay for for whatever reason I was there like some kind of uh, the, some issue with the post uh, over there uh, strike or strike. something like that yeah yeah let us know in the comments section uh, if you're finally getting your book or if you're still waiting. Uh, I, wasn't I, wasn't I a power cut though, as we found out. In the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, I was talking with our our, our buddy Adrian Sinclair uh, uh, about it, and he was saying that you know he was actually offering uh, people uh, the audio uh, version of it um, to get it until they waited for the physical. It, yeah, while they're waiting for the physical, so that was very nice of of him. So good on you there, my friend. 
Uh, very nice of you. So did they? You know, did they? Say. Did they read the audio version, or did they get somebody else to do the audio book? Um, I want to say I think they got somebody. Don't don't quote me on that, but uh, gotcha. uh, we can get with uh, Adrian on that and and find out for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean our Beetle, our, our friend Beetle Tone, he was uh, he got the audio book while he was waiting. Yep, uh, and and book, so. several people that are are followers and fans of Two Legs. I've already said right. they got the book. They finished it. I think Susan got it. I think she finished yeah. it already. I think I remember her saying in a comment. I think mm. a couple people have finished it already. Um, Tom, you finished it uh, about a month ago. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I finished uh, it a couple days up to leading up to the to our interview. Yeah, right. I I, I finished it just a couple of days ago. Um, I finished. I just, think I, I think finished it uh, before bef- December. Did you? Yeah, because yeah, because we interviewed them uh, in late November. Right, we interviewed him the weekend of Thanksgiving. So yeah, you were done with it very yeah. quickly. You were done with yeah. it very quickly. I just finished yeah, it, and um, man, uh, I mean, obviously there's there's pages and pages of footnotes which are right. very detailed and very orientated. And I haven't, I didn't go every, I didn't read every footnote. Did you? Uh, I I think I did. I think I did. Um, yeah, because I just wanted to get the whole. You know the whole uh, milk and cream where where they got their sources from, and and of course the footnotes right. are 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 described in fantastic detail, and and where they got them from, and you know when they when they interviewed whoever they were talking to, and um, right, yeah, I mean I, I I just finished them, but we have a nice selected discography in the back, but I mean I I um I'm so happy with the book because uh, it's a little fresher for me because I just finished it, so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it it and. I mean, we're jumping around a little bit, but it really, I mean, so much of the book, I, I felt now, since it's so fresh, I, the middle of this book was really devoted to, like, the Europe, the Wings Over Europe tour and Red Rose Speedway. That was, like, a bulk of the book, really. And then Band mm. on the Run, the recording of the Band on the Run was just, I was expecting, I told Tom, I texted Tom this, I said, wait a minute, I, I only got about a, less than 100 pages left, and that's all there is to Band on the Run, and he goes, wait, right. you'll see. It band of the run was right. done very very quickly, and he was right. Yeah. So before we we continue, I mean, what are some of the because I've I've seen a few people say, you know, why couldn't it just be like a recording sessions book? Okay. Um. You know, can't, maybe can't something like yeah, maybe something like Lewison's uh book or sure. or Eight Arms to Hold You or or even Luca's uh Luca's book, right? Uh. Uh, the McCartney Lucas uh, book, sure, you yeah, know, recording sessions. You know, and we talked to them about that, right? And you need the story to go along with you with need these both. sessions. I mean, his personal life is so interweaving with with these recording sessions that it wouldn't necessarily you, make sense because there were reasons it. why there were reasons that Paul had in his personal life for choosing certain recording sessions or certain recording locations or certain personnel. So you couldn't. As they told us in our interview, and as they said mm-hmm. at the book, the book launch, you cannot separate the two. You cannot separate the two. And Paul does a very good job of separating professional life and personal life. But in the context of his recording career, it can't be done. And mm-hmm. they realized that. And they, they said, if you read the book, this was a project started by Adrian Sinclair as a sessionography in a Lewis-type right. style book. And then quickly, and then that's when Chip was still on board. And then, you know, obviously Alan got on board and it took on more of a biography and a sessionography. So you really get the best of both worlds with exactly. this. Exactly. 
exactly. Uh, and that's what, you know, one of the things I really appreciate about the book is that, you know, you don't have to read 20 different books here because what do what do you get in here? I mean, you're getting a bio, right? You're getting court cases, right? You're getting tour information. You're getting uh, vacation information. You know, something like this is all in one book. It's what, 700 plus pages on 69 to, to 73 where you'll see, we'll have books over here, right? Uh, in our other Paul books, right? That are what, 700 pages? And that's his whole, his whole life. It's right. supposed to be supposed his whole to be. life. Well, but including the Beatles too, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, so the, it's the attention to detail is what I'm trying to is trying to. Oh, get it's here. it's off the charts. It's, it's and I, listen, Tom charts. and I, Tom and I consider ourselves like McCartney scholars. And I got to tell you, the the attention to detail, the interviews that they conducted, the quotes they got from people, people like um, John Morris and Vincent Romeo. You know, these are names right. and people that worked closely with Paul, who were at one point in time were his business associates and business partners. I never heard of any of those people at all. Mm -hmm. And I consider myself like, cut me open. I'm like, I'm diehard Paul. I never heard any of those names. <laughs> so that tells you the level of research they went into. Who was Paul? Who, you know, how did MPL start? It was a small office and, you know, it was very, very, very grassroots. It was a very grassroots operation when Paul not started very profitable. out. Not very profitable at the beginning either. No, much to the dismay of uh, the members of Wings, which is an ongoing theme repeated in the book. Right. Yes, and we'll get to that in a little bit too. Um, Real-time quotes. You oh. know, this is, again... Well, without, one of without the... foretelling, which is without foreknowledge. Right, right. exactly. Right. This isn't Paul now looking back. No, no. it's they, all... They dug... Yeah, yeah. but It's all current, uh, it's not current, it's all contemporary quotes. So if what they if they're quoting Paul in 1972 on a tour they're taking it from their not taking it from a 1986 interview or right. a, or a current it, it, it's everything that they got was um, from a primary source material uh, aspect whether that was an interview with a personal you know somebody involved or something that he said it was quoted in a magazine or an article or in a newspaper that's where the, that's where they're pulling it from so if Paul was quoted you know, on on a on one on a wings one of those wings university concert tours, you know, th then they're going to pull that and they did their research and they found they found the archives and they reproduced it. So it's right. it's true and it's honest. Yeah. Um. You know. So let's go. I mean, they'll start with you. I mean, talk about your few of your you know your high points uh, on the book. What were some of the parts that you really stood out for you? Uh, well, as they mentioned, they, again, interviewing the authors of the book obviously helped me a little bit with a little insight, right. but, um, and they said this to us, was the impact that Denny and Monique Sywell had on this project. It's pretty evident as you read through the book, the journals that Denny and Monique Sywell kept um, mm -hmm. was the crown jewel of this first installment of the, because it was so documented, um, their travels, what they did, when they did it, um, incidents that happened, things like that. Um, to me, right off the bat, is that the, the, the Denny Sywell factor in the Paul McCartney story in this volume is, is like the main, is, is, is the home run because without his attention to detail, I don't think you have right. as much legs, two legs or three legs to go with it. <laughs> um, the, the, the Denny Sywell, but they told us that. Um, the stuff with the, you know, the, the incidents of, the, of the, what happened with the touring and then the management stuff and how things came to be in terms of record and the attention to detail 
with the recording sessions, RAM, the recording sessions for mm. RAM, and, and who was going to pay for it, and you know, where the studio right. was really concerned about these recording sessions for RAM and things like that. I mean, things like that. You're not reading that in your average McCartney biography no. at no. all. This so, is a minutia times 10. Time, uh, times 10. I mean, uh, engineers and, and everything from the, the, the players that, where the studios were booked and the role that the Eastmans played in getting McCartney to record in New York and then eventually take... How about, how about um, the Chicago producer, James William Guccero, being yeah. involved mm -hmm. with Ram at some point and then walking away? Never knew that. Yeah. Never, no, never I knew, knew that, that at all. Was, I knew that he had a small part I just never knew why, you know, it ended the way it did, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then the same thing with uh, Glenn Johns. I mean, the the luck, he had no luck, really. You know, here, here he is coming in with these producers, very well-known producers, right, um, or successful, I should say, and say, hey, look, you know, you just treat me as a member of the band, right? <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, work. no more producers. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it, as much as he and they and Alan and Adrian touch on this in the book, as much as he mm. wanted that aesthetic to be pushed, I'm just a member of the band. That just was never right. going to work. It just was never no, going to work. Because one or a, you know, you look in the mirror and you realize you're Paul McCartney, and then you have the, all that success prior to what you're doing at that moment. You know, how do you deal with that? You know, how and do you compete? How? You know, yeah. you can and chalk a lot of this up to 90, early 1970s, late 60s, post, you know, hippie. Hey, you know, we're going to just yeah. be a band and we're all going to be the same and, you know, we're all going to be equal. And it just was never going to really work out that way. And I think they gave us a heads up that really starting at the end of 73 into 74, when the next incarnation of Wings gets together, that's when contracts mm -hmm. and things get a little bit more formal when jimmy mcculloch comes into the band and then right. jeff Britton obviously comes in and then leaves and then joe english comes in but um and denny lane obviously is the constant but that it was very you know i mean what were they getting they were getting 70 pounds a week right as they talked about in the book they were getting 70 right. pounds a week which you know denny saying denny sywell was like oh I, I, I can make more than that as a you know as a top session drummer in new york what am i doing you can make that in one you can make more than that in one session one three-hour session What's obvious, though, to me from the beginning of the book till his exit of the of McCartney is is the is the companionship and the friendship that Sywell has with McCartney. He was he was really one of his top allies even before Denny Lane, because he was with him on Ram. So right. I think obviously his exit from the picture really devastated Paul more so than Henry. Mm. I, I think so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. You know, he had already built up a, a three-year relationship, working relationship with, with, with Denny at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you know, he I comes think. into the picture when the Ram sessions in 1970 in the spring, you know, right. when the Paul's in New York, and then leaves in the summer of 73. So that's mm -hmm. three years, man. That's a lot of material. That, that's Ram. That's the beginning of Wings, the singles, the European tour, the three singles in 72, the European tour in 72, um, James Paul McCartney, the Wings. No, three the, tours. The... the, the yeah, the the wings over the wings over uh, and then the wings over um you know the tour of Britain in seventy three. Yep. So and James Paul McCartney and everything else with that live and let die. So I know we can look back on it now and say, and we've talked about this when we reviewed uh, the the wings, you know, the big barn box. But for a, such a f small amount of time, it was a very fruitful period of activity for a band that eventually, obviously, with Band on the Run and Venus and Mars and Speed of Sound, 
became much bigger. But looking back on it, you know. A lot of material for such a laid-back attitude, uh, wouldn't you say? I mean, you know, hopping, you know, it seemed like every other month they were hopping into a jet, going to another island. You know well, what you, I mean? You and I said that. How many? They're going on yeah. holiday, right? <laughs> going on holiday every other month. You know, every couple weeks sometimes it felt like. You know, but but the the amount of material they were able to 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 get done during those times, I mean, it's just an, a testament to his worth ethic. You know, yeah. I mean, he was able to put the work in, even though he sometimes had a laid back uh, kind of attitude. I mean, you know, being the stoner that he is, and you know, being a family man, being a man that likes to uh, you know travel. Uh, you know, it, it it just floored me. I like, look, we knew the material, right? But we didn't know necessarily know, you know, always knew how long, you know, stuff took. So you're how, like, hi, hi, hi. You know, look oh how my, long it took. Oh, my God. That was another revelation high, high. in this book. We are, we're reading we're reading in 72. You know, high, high, high was worked on for months. Yes. You know, oh, another, because they really wanted to make high, high, high a live single because it was part of the staple of the set. And they just right. couldn't, in the studio, it just could not be done. That was just one small nugget of information like high, high, high and how hard it was to get that single you know, out, you know, and then mm-hmm. how about the one about, um, oh, uh, single pigeon. <laughs> and, and this is another thing too. It's like single pigeon has never been one of my favorite songs. Well, it's a minute and a half long, but reading this, you know, reading the sessions, I come to have a new appreciation for it. I mean, it's, I'm still not going to put it in the, you know, the upper no. tier McCartney, but, but reading the material, reading what went into each track you know made me appreciate the tracks even more you know what i mean um you know reading the chord progressions right reading who who played on what that, reading, and I, you know, I really that as, as somebody who's not a musician but that and I, some of yeah. that some of that some of that lang- lingo is lost on me I, I have basic musical knowledge of certain notes but i gotta say right. and i don't know if that was adrian I, or probably i don't i think it might have been alan writing about you know the chord progression and the structure of the songs right which i'm sure musicians exactly. uh, musicians will love this because you're going to see a breakdown of all these songs and uh, written down and written down well by by alan cozen mm-hmm. I, I think um right. in in that but um it it just sums up for me that you know there's a you know obviously another revelation too really was the fact and we always knew this now in the history but it really comes to life in the book that they really wanted red rose speedway to be a band lp Right, right, and you know, record company decisions were like, no, we're gonna just, we're gonna just, you know, because they we want to just make it a Paul thing and my love and James Paul McCartney, and that was a really sour note with the band, especially um, Henry, Henry McCulloch. Henry was yes. pissed. Oh, absolutely, because you have all this, all this wealth of of of, of music uh, that showcases this this band, and you have to th- you have to take it all away because you know the company or the the, the studio had wants uh this to be a McCartney album and not a Wings album right and uh, I, I mean but but here's the thing is this McCartney who would fight for certain things I'm surprised he really didn't fight harder for for this you know this is what he wanted he wanted because you know I, we'll go into the whole Wings aspect here in a, in a minute too but he wanted, you know, you, you read the quotes. He wanted the press to interview the other members of the band, right? He wanted them to get in, in, involved, right? But then why not fight, you know, to make this, 
you know, not necessarily it didn't have to be a double album, right? But you could have you could have slipped in, uh, you know, a Henry, or your a, uh, the Denny Lane song in there. You could have slipped in Seaside yeah. Woman in there, you know, if you wanted to. You know, instead of just, okay, coming out of the meeting, okay, well, I guess they just wanted a Paul McCartney record. You know, I guess that's what they're going to get, you know. Hmm. And that makes you, that, you know, and, I'm, and I'm maybe that, maybe that uh, you know, Henry and those guys were like, well, come on, Paul, you know, fight. Right. Fight exactly. for it. Right. And, and he's done it before. Um, you know, uh, so the other thing, too, with the, with Wings as a band, this is because, you know, everybody, you know, will have their opinion, right? Is Wings a band or was Wings a backup band for, for Paul? This this really can show both sides of that coin, right? Because at one, it can, you have, it can. It can, right? So it, it well, doesn't what side of the What side of that coin shines a little brighter? Right, exactly. So the book doesn't necessarily say give you the answer, but it will give you a reason to be one or the other. You know what I mean? And but, has your opinion changed after that? Um, because mine has. Okay, listen. I, I this version of Wings for me is a band. The okay. seventy-one to seventy-three. Yeah, I think this is was. I think it's close. a band. I think it's a band in name. Hey, we're in a band. Come look at us. But we're not really a band. I think for for touring and for optics, they were a band. When it mm -hmm. came down to it, they were not. That's how I. Well, feel. right. I mean, when you when at the, 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 the end of the day, when when wings are going out on tour, ninety nine percent of the people they're going to go. They're ninety nine point nine percent of the people. They're going to see Paul McCartney, right? I mean, Paul McCartney nobody's is not going to see Denny Sywell and, and Henry McCulloch and Denny Lane. They're just not. But the point I'm trying to make is, is it gives you both sides, right? Okay, yes. you can if you want. If you're in the camp that Wings is not a band, some of the comments that Denny Lane makes, especially during the 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 band on the, the run, yes, those were very will, interesting. Yeah, that will solidify your 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 because thoughts. if you if you feel that they were not big, but 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 that right. point they were only reduced to a trio, so you can understand why he was like a sideman. Right. However, if you believe Wings were a band, then you know you you're reading comments and, and quotes from Paul, you know, wanting you know everybody to get involved, right? Get their two cents in, and and you know, and if you believe Wings is a band, I think this 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 the, does a great job uh, proving that that side of it. So. I think the is Wings a Band argument carries the most weight, in my opinion, with the 1975-76 lineup of Wings. That was the closest they came to being a band. And even still then, they weren't a band because it was still fronted by well, well, right. Well, by that time, there was so much success that they could put out an album with, with you know, three or four different uh, vocalists, right? I mean, you could do you could do Wings at the Speed of Sound then with with all of that success leading up to that album. You know, yes. even Venus and Mars. You know, where you're okay now. You're getting a couple more vocalists in there. Uh, you know, uh, Band on the Run. You get you know finally getting uh, Denny Lane to sing on a track on an album. But so, still, billed as Paul McCartney and Wings. And Wings, right, right. You know. And that's and then we know that you know wildlife is billed as wings, but then the next two albums is Paul McCartney and Wings. And right. if I can understand, you know, and a little spoilers, but towards the end of the book, Denny Lane is open about it. He basically feels like he was just a sideman, you know, because right. it was that that band on the run was a Paul and Linda thing, and he was just really there for nothing really. He says now, that. right. He he does say that. 
No, he does say that. However, there is a person's name in the bibliography uh, who I, I would say that this is probably my only real complaint about the book because oh, I, you know, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, because Denny Lane, you know, I don't think he. I then, then don't say the name either. I'm not going to say the name, but however, they they then they had to have used quotes from yeah they did use quotes from two of his books. They did. Um, you know, yeah, they used two of his books, and I'm sure that was probably for for Denny Lane because I know I I think Denny and 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 JoJo were uh, heavily quoted uh, in that in in, in that book, and books. they got to remember the, yeah. the context in which from which that came, and right. you know maybe they can you know clear it up a little bit on that, but. Um, that's unfortunate, but uh, you know, because we're not going to reference that. But the, um, you know, the work that went into it and the research that went into it is, you know, everything from every, everything is top notch. I mean, mm -hmm. it's everything is top notch. Another little nugget I just remembered: reading that no words originally had a running time of like four minutes and twenty nine seconds, and they trimmed it down that. to two thirty seven. Where's that? I want to hear that. Right. And then another right. great quote from Denny Seibel. I didn't mean to cut you off, but Denny Seibel no, says that somewhere there's there's a demo, there's a version of Band on the Run that they mm -hmm. did that he thinks is better than what came out. Let's hear that. Right, right. So the so yeah, so the rehearsals leading up to to where Henry takes off, and then you know a couple weeks later, Denny says Henry you know, left first. Henry left first. He wasn't shy about, you know, leaving first. Then he want then he was pissed off too about certain things, but but he still wanted to be Paul's drummer. I mean, and that's one of my, you know, Paul, I mean, then he really wanted to stay. And uh, you know, and if you, you know, if Paul was able to maybe uh, you know, throw him a few more pounds here and there, I think maybe he he would have stayed. Um, but yeah, and another thing too then is is this, you know, some of the myth busting uh, that oh, the myth they, busting they, was awesome. You know, yeah, and then getting a timeline for the for the uh, the Lagos uh, sessions. You know, we talked about this before, right? Um, the the stolen tapes. You know, you really never got a sense of when that took place. Right, like did they just get off the plane in, in Lagos and right. then they were ripped? They were you know they were mugged and everything was gone and they had to do everything from scratch. No, it was towards the end of the trip. Right. <laughs> Yes, so that I I found that to be uh, really exciting as well. I, I enjoyed I the Lagos. I, yeah, the timeline. The timeline was awesome. The Lagos timeline was awesome. I know it was the shortest section of the book, but it was really the most interesting. Well, uh, you know, and uh, fellow ransom cootie and his posse yeah. thinking that Paul was there to poach sounds, which we've heard Paul say before. You know, he says mm -hmm. it in Wingspan, but you know, obviously Adrian and Alan really go into detail here about the trips that were taken to the studio, and they really left Lagos and. Um, not to the best terms, really. They were like, you know, they were really happy to get out of there. Paul ended up having kind of like a little bit of a, a, a panic attack, and he was rushed to the hospital there, and that that's covered in the book as well. So, you know, um, the Lagos trip, you know, is 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 was short, but it's it's documented very well, and um, I just love reading all about the people, the, the other people involved with Paul, Tony Brainsby, and all and all these and, and Alan Crowder, who comes into the picture towards the end of this. Uh, era, uh, you know, of, of, of 73, 74, reading all of the people that worked for MPL to put these things together. That's mm -hmm. what I love about the book. The people that actually, you know, book, you know, worked with the promoters and did that stuff. The band history and the little details and the juicy details are great, but I, I love reading about the people that actually 
told Paul, yeah, you can do this, or no, you can. And that's the that's the best right. parts for me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoy, like I said, I really enjoyed the session stuff. I, I like how they got it's it's kind of almost in a way like the eight arms to hold you book, right? Where you got the blocks there. Um, yes. Just like eight arms to hold you. You know, they have the uh, you know recording session. They had the days. They have what the studio, right? They have the you know what song they're working on. Are they recording? Are they overdubbing? Are they mixing? Uh, you know, all that information uh, is is in the book. And um, again, you know, we can't you know congratulate them enough for the attention to detail that they've got going on uh, in the book. It's legendary. I mean, this it's is legendary. Really Some other myths that were busted or things that we did, that I didn't know until we read this. And I always we Tom and I think both felt this way that the James Paul McCartney special was done as a thank you or a, right, as a piece right. as a as a peace offering for the Linda songwriting Another. thing. Not right. the case. Not tell the them. case. Tell them what happened. You know, so and that and that's what things too is because you know we got the the Doggett book right. The, you know the uh, you never give me your you money, never right? give me your money. money. Yes. You know you talk about that. You know a lot of this these info, you know tour infos, recording sessions info, court cases. You can find those in all in 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 different books too, but it's all right here. So. You know, uh, Lou Grade, Mr. Lou Grade. You know, he, he doesn't believe. You know, Linda McCartney is is a is a writer, right? So uh, they they get the you know he sues the sues them. Uh, Paul wants a you know a bigger chunk of the pie. So you know, with Linda as a co-writer, they get more of a bigger chunk of the pie. So you know, they settle out of court, and you think it's you know they settle out of court for the Paul McCartney special. When in fact, no, they settle out of court for him to signing a contract extending, extension. Yeah, for extending right. the contract. But we right. always thought, Lore always said it was, uh, it was oh, we're going to just do this TV special, you know, to kind right. of squash the we don't think Linda's a songwriter thing. And right. that is not the case. And things like that, uh, you know, we can are just a, a gem to read about in this book. And that, I don't really think that the members of Wings really liked enjoyed doing that special at all. Well, you know, what didn't they like? They they didn't like the, doing that. They didn't like doing the Bruce McMahon stuff. They didn't like, they definitely didn't like doing Mary Had a Little. No. <laughs> you know, how and about, the 20 videos that went with it. I, a couple of things that they, they, I love, first of all, I love how they always talk about how Paul ends the year up in Merseyside at, for New Year's mm -hmm. at, at his dad's house. And another story was, how about the fight that uh, uh, Henry McCulloch and his old lady had outside of Paul's house <laughs> On right. New Year's, <laughs> the things like that you're just not going to read anywhere else no. at all. That so that's really that the things like that are just like wow, you know. So you know, here's a guy that's just trying to put a band together, and he's got you know people that are just you know because you know you're in a band, but you've got life going on. You know, got marriages, right. you know, kids being born. You know, Denny and JoJo have a kid, and that that's a whole other right. saga as well that's covered in the book. You know. They didn't right. think Paul and, and Linda, you know, appreciated Paul's, it. Paul's dislike for 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 Joe. I mean, listen, he did not want her around. Linda did not want her around. No, you know, and and she, and they write in the book, you know, JoJo was a McCartney freak. She wanted to be with Paul, you know, and, and yes, that's, in the book, you know. And Linda knows that. Um, the yep. Jose Feliciano story about the power cut, which was awesome, you know, which led to that, which led to the, you know how a power cut was written. We got a little more clarification on Picasso's last words, which is a story that we know, but it went into a little more detail this time around. 
mm-hmm. with you know with Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so all again, you know, the 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 detail in the um, a lot, you know, just the recording session stuff alone, I think is 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 worth the price of admission. Um, but it's you know, and then everything else is just a cherry on top. Yeah, and, and you're reading, you're you're reading, you're learning the names of these songs as they were working titles. Like 1985 yeah. was known as piano thing, right? You know, things like that, like because <laughs> that's what it was written, that's what it was known, that's right. what it was known as, and then. You're, they're telling you when you know Paul changed the name of the song to this. You know, right? Um, yeah. Mrs. Vanderbilt was actually Mrs. Vanderbilt. So with the, when I do with, say with the R, I mean it is kind of almost right. <laughs> Paul getting in touch with Tony Visconti to do uh, all the orchestration on the songs on Man on the Run, and then kind of really just and he has not, three days or something in, like that, and three days to come in and do yeah. all the orchestration for Man on the Run, and. Um, right. You know the session work and how they added Billy Brass on Jet and how how he got Howie Casey back involved. These are all the little things that you read about in the book. Um, you know, I just I just I just assumed that Band on the Run would have been a lot more involved. But you know what? You know they went to Lagos in the summer of '73, and as they talk about, probably a lot of Paul was like he was like I want to finish this album and be like, look, mm-hmm. screw you guys, I'm putting this out and this is going to be great. And and by the end of the year, the album's out. Right. Yeah, and it, I like how you know Ram took forever. Seemed like it took forever, right? And so did River Speedway. Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of like one after the other. You know, you know, Ram took a long time. Wildlife didn't take Quick. as long. The recording sessions. Although, but there were some delays. No with, there, stuff like that. But there were delays in Wildlife getting shipped, as we learned in the book. It didn't. It was yeah. supposed to come out like in November, mm-hmm. and then it didn't right. come out until December. Because so yeah, right. go, continue. But then you know, then Red Rose Speedway took it. It seemed like I mean, it seemed like that was 500 pages right there. It, it, Red <laughs> Rose Speedway really felt like it took the longest. It really did. Right, right. And then you know, getting in the band on the run, and then that was, you know, you we get uh, the introduction of Jimmy Jimmy McCullough uh, in the book, right? You know, because the end, and and you know? hinting how he's going to invite him to work on the McGear sessions right. for his brother exactly. starting in January. Exactly. People and how about there was another. There was another guy, Henry Lutton, I think the guy's name was, the other drummer that was working with, I think the guy's name was Lutton. um, Maybe. Who was working with, and he was going to, because this was after Denny had quit, and Paul was already kind of maybe auditioning the next two guys of Wings. I think the guy's name was Lutton, Henry Lutton, or or something. Lutton was the last name, and he obviously ended up going somewhere else, and then Jimmy obviously, you know, hangs around and, you know, gets the gig. But they had all gone, they had gone to see Jimmy McCulloch play. And they right. talk about that. They went to go see him play, yeah, I think, at the Rainbow. Right. And then, you know, my, a lot of people might not know this, but, you know, Leave It, uh, the single from McGear, that was recorded while Denny Lane, or I'm sorry, Denny uh, Sywell was still part of the band. And, he, you know, he's credited on the McGear record. But, um, and then it was decided, you know, after recording that, then, then they were going to, uh, you know, record the McGear album after the New Year's. So. Yeah. What also is interesting, too, is that basically – the trip to Lagos was engineered with a promise by the manager, by, by Vincent Romeo, saying that, yeah, well, Paul will record everything at Ginger Baker Studio. And that did not happen. That's right. Ginger was not all too Ginger happy thought, about it. Ginger thought Paul was going to come down there and record at Ginger right. Studio, and right. Paul was going to the EMI Studios of Lagos. And I think that was a promise that Vincent Romeo made to Ginger. And then when it didn't happen, mm. he was quickly dismissed, as they talk about in the right. book. 
Right, but they they ended up. I think they ended up doing uh, Picasso's last words. Picasso's last words. At, I think uh, they. Ginger's, I think they threw Ginger's studio a cookie. A little, and yeah, a yeah, little exactly. cookie, and I think he's crumbs. on. You know, some cookies, and I think he does maracas on something on Man on the Run. But yeah, mm. but uh, and then really interesting, even down to the detail of the artwork on the album, how like the sleeves for Man on the Run was yeah. different because hypnosis as you know did all those famous album covers in the 70s which i actually did not remember that hypnosis was involved with band on the run i always just thought it was clive arrowsmith who mm. shot the photo and osterley park um for the cover i did not realize that band on the run was actually had some hypnosis involvement on the back mm. the european back the england right. the england cover and the and american cover yeah. the photos are differently aligned and stuff like that so little little tiny details like that you know and of course obviously mm -hmm. Helen Wheels being left off the, the the UK version, which is the right one, by the way. <laughs> no Helen Wheels on Band on the Run. I'm sorry. It just it sticks out like a left hey, it left turn. I think it's so too. Good. Listen, uh, you know, I, I've said for, for years now that I thought Oriental Nightfish would have been ten times better on Band on the Run than than Helen Wheels. But but you know what? <clears throat> People grew up with it that way. And and that's fine, you know, uh, you know, people don't like change, you know. I, I don't know, you know, people that grew up with the U.S. Beatle albums, right? Uh, they people still love those albums, and, and it's hard for them to see, especially Rubber Soul, right? It's yeah. people love that U.S. You know, Rubber Soul, you know, maybe more even more than the British. Rubber and the British Soul. one, yeah. No, but if if it's, if, it, if it's what you're used to, I get it. You know, you yeah, you get used mm -hmm. to it, but. Um... Yeah, no, it's 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 just funny replaying it, you know. And then they had that awesome playlist that the publishers put together. They made a playlist of all the songs, you know, if that co that are covered in this period as they were written in the book. So periodically, I would just go through that playlist. So you know, Little Lamb Dragonfly, even though it comes out in '73, it's early mm -hmm. on because it starts in 1970. So it's oh, really I nice to around. see. I lie around. I lie around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Songs you know, that and... sat for years and years finally end up coming out. And that, 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 I mean, I knew some songs were laying around, but to see, like, you know, the, the effort, you know, and the detail that they go into, you know, because you're thinking, like, I lie around. He wrote that in 1970, right. and then it just ends up as the B side of Live and Let Die three years later. Right. And, and, you know, and the other thing, too, is it's like, it's just not a love letter to Paul, right? It's, no. it's, it's, you know, it, they, they, talk about them objectively right it's 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 you know you're getting you know not very favorable quotes from denny uh lane from time to time not favorable quotes from henry uh from time to time and, and they talk also, about paul linda you know arguing you know so paul linda having little spats but also yeah. um negative uh, reviews of his records too mm -hmm. you know so when a single comes out you know and they do a great job of this they kind of go they pick the headlines from the, right. the the writers from the Emmy and NME sounds and I, one that sticks out to me that was a big kind of she didn't like anything that he did was this Penny Valentine from Sounds mm. she criticized right. everything that he released and when you read the book she basically crapped on all all his stuff but um, that's a nice thing that they do as the single gets released right. as you read they're going to give you a couple of they'll give mm. you the kind of, kind of the, you know you know Chris Welch right. from the Melody Maker who was a great writer said this about Live and Let Die and they give you one or two lines from each, you know, contemporary reviewer at the time. And early on, they were not great. But Penny Valentine just did not, she did not like him. What's, you know, one bit at all. all right. Her reviews were always that, scathing. Yeah. Another bit that I liked was, you know, Paul did pay attention to the charts. 
uh, you know, he, he did see what people were, were, were listening to. Right. So, I mean, he did notice that, uh, what the Osmonds were, were huge, uh, in the UK. So maybe that yeah. had some kind of influence, uh, in the music that, that, that he was putting out. I mean, he was like, okay, well, if you didn't like, uh, give Ireland back to the Irish, well, okay, uh, well, here's this, here's you this. Know? Okay. Okay, you didn't like this. Okay, so now we're gonna go back to maybe some glam rock with high, 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 or right. Or I'll give you a like ballad this. like okay. "My Love" or something. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, so I mean, he was kind of almost in a way following trends in a way instead of leading trends. Instead of worrying about being the leader, sometimes he was the follower. Right. Um, another another great myth that was uh, debunked in this one was that John and Paul were in New York the day the Bloody Sunday happened. False. Henry, Henry says how they were at, they were at Cavendish Avenue on that Sunday watching what happened in Northern right. Ireland. And, mm. you know, but I know the Beatle books will tell you that John and Paul were in New York together the day the Bloody Sunday happened. Wrong. That's not true, mm. as we learned in this book. There you go. Very good. Yeah, so um, I, I do know that people, including myself, you know, did find a few typos. Uh, in the book, you know, uh, just not to be all, you know, positive, on the, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, there's going to be typos, you know, in almost every book ever, ever written. So, you know, go a little easy on them. Yeah, I know with the, the pedigree of, of Cozen, uh, you know, you would think, okay, you know, there was not going to be any typos. Well, you know what? No one's perfect. Uh, so go easy on them. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I did message, uh, Cozen about one typo I did read, but I kind of felt bad afterwards <laughs> about it. Uh, you know, so, but, uh, but this, this is about as near as perfect as a, as a McCartney book that I would want to read. I mean, this is hardcore fans, middle of the road fans, beginning McCartney fans should all want to read this book wouldn't you agree yes uh several times i mean i'm i'm gonna start reading it again because it's something like this it's like lewison's recording sessions you can gain something from it every time you read something from it i read it i would for me fairly quickly because i don't have a lot of time but i read it in two months basically to read 700 pages right. uh, i i will be reading this book again and again and again to borrow a, a song that i really dislike from back to the egg um but I, I will read the book many times. Right. A couple of complaints that I did see on social media, they kind of people were bitching about the paper quality. It was too thin. Oh, yeah. And the font was too small. Right. Right. You know, I, I had no problem with any of that stuff. I thought the paper quality was fine, and I thought the print type was fine. You? Well, here's the thing. I mean, to make such a big book affordable as it was, I mean, this, yes. this book could have easily been a $100 book. Right. I mean, you look at something like, uh, you know, the Leninology book right here. Right. I mean, yep. with all the information packed in this, this could have been a book this size and it could have been easily been one hundred and twenty five dollars. Well, you know what? They wanted to make this book uh, more affordable uh, because they knew, um, you know, what they had. And, uh, I'm, you know, I have again, I have no problem with the paper. I have no $35, problem with the dollars, thirty five dollars to yeah. get uh, information that. We have wanted right. for 50 years to get the book right, right and the, the, the story told right. And you know what? There could have been 20 typos. I don't give a shit. I don't care. You know, I mean, those... imagine this book was $125. You know, you know, people complain about prices, you know. Yeah. And, and we now know the strawberries on the insert come from that Maca strawberry jacket that he wears on set. 
That, which I'm <laughs> telling you, somebody will make that jacket again. You watch. Mm. It'll be on. It'll be on PM.com. I'm telling you. Get the get the Paul McCartney strawberries jacket for 150. dollars <laughs> You know it will. Uh, yeah, maybe. I buy it. Um, but just this is just total class and yeah. total professionalism, and told in an honest, in an honest way and a realist way. And, and, and it's not a it's not a puff piece. It's not a love to Paul. It's, no. it's gonna. They're telling you how things were received at the time mm -hmm. good and bad relationships right. decisions personal issues that he was going through for good or ill the best way that we can with the information that was given to us and that is left and that they were able to research and find and they're going to do the same thing for the next four volumes we hope we hope yes well said my friend well said yeah, so you know, and again, I mean, that might be one another favorite part of my uh, of this book is is it's him telling his story, right? Uh, just like you know, when, when you got the the Imagine Lennon book, uh, Imagine John Lennon book. I mean, it's all full all full of his quotes. It's him right. telling his own story, you know, from quotes in real time. You know, again, yeah. for me, very important for this book. So, but uh, in the comment section, let us know. Did you get the book? Do you have it? Are you reading it? Where are you in the book? What are your thoughts on the book? Do you think they covered things? Do you think there's something you thought they didn't cover? Uh, let us just all just tell us what you your thoughts on the book. Uh, we want to hear them and uh, and yeah, Andy, I, I think that's uh, that's gonna that's wrap it. Um, and then our contest winners, I know that one got them. And Bill, yes. Bill Ruff, hang in there. I'm gonna get yours to you. I have been swamped, but I will get yours in the mail. I know that our other contest winner got his in the mail. Yes. Um, Bill, hang in there. I will get it out to you this week. I promise. Uh, I know we've, we've been back and forth on email. Hang in there. I will get the book to you this week. I promise. So I'm sorry about that, but I know you're probably cool with that. But thank you for your patience. And, um, yeah, let us let us know. I, I know some people have probably already read this book. And if, if you're mm -hmm. still reading it or what are you up to? And I'm going to start reading it again. <laughs> Great. Great idea. I think that's a wonderful idea. Okay, so uh, Andy, you got anything coming up uh, you want to talk about? Not really, man. Uh, I, I will have some new content eventually on Andy's Music Vault, the other leg at some point, uh, but uh, things are a little bit busy for me right now, so uh, my, my free time is for two legs, and then that's yeah. it right now. Um, well, you know, I'm sure you're going to be doing a show on the the new Genesis box set that was just announced. Well, uh, yeah, right? I will. Yeah, we got a new Genesis uh, BBC Archives um release that's going to come out in March, which looks okay. It looks pretty good for the earlier stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's repeats on there, that stuff we already have, okay. especially from the Invisible Touch era. But the early yeah. stuff from the 70s and uh, it was is going to be pretty good. And yeah, I'll, I'll probably do something on that at some point. And, uh, but uh, it's for me, it's two legs uh, is, is the priority. And uh, I'll get some content on, on there eventually again at some point. But uh, we just keep on Excellent. keeping on. And before you know it, we're going to be planning for the fest in a few months. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we hope to uh, have a panel, just Andy and I, and I'm sure I'll do something with Talk More Talk. And uh, yeah, you'll 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 see us there again. Uh, we're probably going to get what a table, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk. You know, split it with uh, with our good friend uh, the Queen, and uh, you know we'll be there. We're going to probably have some, we'll we'll, maybe we'll get some two legs two legs merch with some people. Possibly, right. we're working on those details right now, but. We'll be there, and uh, you know we'd like to maybe go live from our table as well. So mm -hmm. um, we'll be Tom. will be here in New Jersey, and uh, it'll be here before you know it, brother. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. I just hope we're not going to have any of those stinking delay issues, you know, all these, all these plane issues. No, I don't. I think um, you're good. I think you're good on that. You know, okay. I think you'll be, I think you'll be good, brother. But uh, looking forward to seeing all our Beatle people again in person, Joe Mayo and Matt Street. And right. Robert oh, absolutely. S and, and everybody that uh, we've connected with over the last year. And, you know, maybe we can make it more of a regular thing for us East Coasters. I know you're not there yet, but, you know, yeah. you will we'll be see. one day. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. Um, yeah, for my other show, Talk More Talk, we yeah. just, yeah, we we posted our our first episode of the new year. We did a, uh, uh, miss, I guess you can say missing John Lennon songs, songs that weren't uh, released during his lifetime. Uh, so we're talking about songs, uh, you know, maybe something. Um, uh, let's see here, something. We affectionately, like, uh, they, different... we affectionately known as the Between the Lines era. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, something about the that's the way the world is, which morphed into real love, yep. you know, you know, songs like that. Um, um, I tell you what, because this was an area I really didn't go into, you know, bootlegs and stuff like that. Sally and, and Billy. Um, you know, yeah, Sally and Billy was an amazing song. Uh, Memories, uh, Solitude, which ended up morphing into uh, I'm Losing You. Uh, you know, uh, I ain't got time, you know, good stuff that I'm just going to want to start digging more into. And I want to try to find a way to get the lost London tapes, uh, from the, uh, the radio one, what was it? Radio, uh, what was it? On Westwood, Westwood, Westwood. One. Thank you. Westwood one. Thank you. Westwood. Um, one. yeah. Um, well, the, well, you I mean, mean you want to get, you want to get the radio tapes? Cause the lost London tapes exist as bootlegs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I do want to try to find bootlegs, whether that's on uh, CD or vinyl. Or oh, you what, don't want you, you don't know. want digital, right? Well, I mean, if, if that's the, I mean, if, if you know, no, you're the, you got you, you got a co-host that you know has everything <laughs> yes. under the sun, man. Come on, I yes. got you. Yes, I got yes. you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Anyways, so that was uh, that was uh, the last episode. So that was your Talk most newest. Though you guys did the Lost Lennon stuff. Uh, yes. For for yes. your first oh, new yeah. episode of Talk More Talk. What's next on the horizon after that? Any what is your next show planned out yet? Or? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're 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 looking to get uh, you know Adrian and 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 Alan on the show or one or both. You know, we're we're working on uh, on that right now. Um, so yeah, we're talking about ideas for the fest as well. So uh, you know, we're going to be busy like we were last year. You know, and that was a great time. I tell you, I had I had a blast. And I'm crossover episodes, baby, crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's we'll do see it. what we can do we can see what we can do so everybody out there thank you very much again please subscribe to the channel i'm just going to keep harping on it and harping on it until we hit that 2k goal uh but uh hit that bell hit the like whatever all that stuff um all our fans on the audio side of it thank mm -hmm. you we really appreciate you guys checking out on the audio side of it um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Legs Podcast. You can email us at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. There's the website, twolegspodcast.com. And uh, I think uh, I think that's that's everything. Um, we got a lot of exciting shows. Well, I mean, we've already got the what? We've already got until mid-April. We were, we just were about. planning stuff, you know, just left about. and right. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy because just when you think, you might not have any more ideas. Just like fifty of them pop up. You know what I mean? It's it's never. Kyle ending. and it's Kyle like, Hand, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that show, Kyle. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I know. Uh, I know the guy, the fellows at Things We Said Today did it, but uh, it's been enough time in between that to where we're going to uh, we're going to tackle that 
uh, as well. So be on the lookout for that. Um, anyways, again, everybody out there, thank you. And as always, have a great day and a beautiful night. Take care. Go Giants. <laughs> Brady. <laughs> <laughs> to Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, hosted by Tom Hanyadi and Andy Nichols, with musical contributions by Dylan